Welcome to another edition of GW Unspoken, coming to you from North Brisbane. And here we discuss the stuff we don't typically talk about, but probably should. And had a bit of a conflicting week this week, a bit of a tough week. And I know some people are having the same problems out there, having good weeks and bad weeks. And life's never a nice straight line to success, unfortunately. But there's a real, real challenge in my brain, I suppose, because having a fair bit of background in neuroplasticity and understanding as um, working for stronger brains and understanding you know, why we do certain things and how our mindset can change everything. There's so many times I had good intentions, but things just weren't going straight. And I don't know whether you as a listener is feeling the same way. And is there some things or some problems that are still, I guess, having a go or really having a go where you cannot think straight or it's frustrating you and you can't get past a certain part. And you know that mindset's all, it's all about mindset to get it right, but it just doesn't work. So what's the answer? And it was like a pain dropping moment this weekend, just Long in the bed and had the daughter beside me and she was just doing some, we were having some quiet time and she was just doing some reading herself and I was in a book and I was looking at Anthony Robbins' book and he talks about values and he talked about how, how values are areas of importance to you. It's a thing that, something that you really hold dear to you and I think that was a penny dropping moment by me going, you know, I get values are so important and it shapes who we are in our mindset but we can't just have a positive mindset without having our strong values. And he talked about things such as a means versus ends value. So means is more like a process and ends is like a really deep emotion desire, like I want to have love with my family, for example. Um, a means might be what I'm going to procrastinate. But what he talked about was the process or the end value is always, you're always moving towards values that are either pleasurable state or you're moving away from values that cause you pain. And he said that the pain we associate with certain emotions will affect all of our decisions. And I think that's a really big one. So how's this for an idea? When you go to work or if you're on the way to school, if you're a student or if you're a corporate about to go to work, employees, and you listen to this podcast, think about all of the values that you have right now and listen. Top five or top ten, what are your top values? What are the things that you actually want? What are the areas of importance to you that really hold dear to your heart, what are those top five or ten values? And while you're thinking about that, think about the top five or ten values that you don't want to have that is affecting your life. So for me it could be, for example, impatience. That could be one of my biggest values that's a negative thing that's, hold, that's holding back that causing me pain. What are your top five or ten positives? What are your top five or ten negatives? Because if your top positive is in conflict with your top negative, there's no way you're going to get ahead. So, for example, Robin said things like, let's see, success is your top value. That's what you want. You want success. But your top negative value is rejection. Well, there's going to be a conflict in values. You're going to have a very painful or, I guess, not a very successful life because if you're always worried about rejection, you're probably not going to get success. And I think that's where a lot of our adults are at this stage and even now teens trying to make decisions of their future because they think about what are their positives and what are their negatives and are they are the top ones or the top three in conflict with each other? I guess too with the neuro we've got to understand that our brain's always weighing up options of either positive or negative. Our brain always seeks pleasure but our, also, our brain also tries to avoid pain. And here's a scary thing. The pain is stronger. It's always the thing that has us make decisions is the moving away from pain. I'll give you an example. I knew a couple of contestants who were on Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser was a show which I didn't, didn't watch, but I knew a couple of twins who went on it from schools I taught before, legendary guys, 
if they're out there, know, they know who I'm talking about. Listeners, if you know these guys, you know who I'm talking about. But they always talked about how the body can do more than the brain says. And the brain was always saying, hey, stop. That's enough. It's hurting too much. The pain is too bad. You need to stop now. And they got taught that their, brain, their bodies could actually do more than what their brains were saying. Another example was I had a couple of really close footy mates still do. One was from out west when I was teaching and one was um, locally at Nambour when I was playing there. And I noticed that for both these guys, like probably two or three years apart, when I was playing footy with them, both front rowers, believe it or not, but they were, they were big boys. Being front row, I suppose that makes sense, but they were overweight. And what I found was I ran into both these guys probably six months apart and then I actually saw them and they were, they were, I saw them on different days, but they both lost a heap of weight, like 20 or 30 kilos minimum. And one guy I'd only played with probably six months ago and I actually went up to him and I was nervous to say, you know, what happened if you, you know, have you end up man surgery, have you, if you got an illness. I was really nervous to actually ask the questions and I didn't want to make it all about physical appearance. So we're talking for a while and eventually I said, look, I can't stop. I have to ask you this question. What, what's happened, mate? Like you've lost so much weight. What's going on? And the difference was they made a decision because of the pain that they associated with their emotion of being overweight and always telling themselves that they're going to do something about it, they eventually got to the sticking point of saying, that's it, I'm taking back the line, I've had enough, I need to lose weight because I'm sick of saying I'm going to do it. And that negative, that negativity of being overweight drove them to change the decision to actually do, thing about, do things about it. The other guy did the same thing. He said he gave up chocolate milk and started skipping for 20 minutes in the garage every second day. And I was like, yeah, okay, no, what, what really happened? He said that was it. I was just sick of it, sick of me saying I was going to stop um, eating or feeding my face full of junk food to eventually got to the point of pain saying, that's it, I've had enough. So I think it's really important that we do that. What are some of the things that you can actually look on your list of values that are positive? And what are the ones that are negative? What are the things that's going to drive you to change and therefore have success? One way is to gain awareness of what your current value sets are and understand what you do, what you do. And then think about the emotion that lies behind that. And the other thing you can start doing now is making a conscious decision about how you want to live and you can actually shape the quality of your life now by changing those values. If your job is driving you to success, can you have that as one of your top five values or is quality time one of the ones you can have and part of your job is one of the strategies to get there? I think another area you can look at is masculinity and I had a couple of guys in talking about masculinity and what is masculinity these days and it's, it's a very tough topic and you ask people about that and it's confusing because our roles in society have changed a fair bit. I know that there's a fair few alpha males I know who say, look, you know, I'm, I'm basically saying I'm, people saying I'm aggressive, I'm a violent, or my tones, you know, is, is confronting. And there's some people who don't fit that mould think they're, they're not masculine, which is completely not true. If you look at the circle of trust model, they say that, you know, Men and women, but significantly men in people's lives should be bigger, wiser, stronger, and, and, the, and the last one most importantly is kinder. So what is it to be masculine these days if you're looking at values? So I'm talking to the guys out there, for example. What, what does it mean? Are you part of those four things of the circle of trust? I was talking to a guy today at the hairdresser and he said, nice young bloke, he's about 27. He said, look, I just think to be a man these days you've got to have all bases covered. You can't just go to work and say, I'm a provider. Those days are gone. You need to be engaged. You need to be taking on all the areas and responsibility of the household. And look, I'm, I'm not naive. I know there's people out there who, you know, don't have their kids all the time or less than half time. 
and maybe they're not even in their kids' lives, unfortunately, for certain circumstances. I'm sorry for people who are out there listening about this. But what are some of the things that men can do to actually show their masculinity or be that present for their kids? Is it quality time? Is it being firm, fair and consistent but also fun? Is it important to be a role model? Is it, a really, is it still important to be a really strong provider, have a strong work ethic? What are the time implications? Do you have time for your kids? What is valued in your family circle? What will the kids remember about you? And whether you're, whether you've got kids or don't have kids or there's people living in your household, I strongly suggest another idea, and this is the idea. When you sit down for dinner, make a, make a point of call to sit down all together one night and as you're about to talk about the day and you know, say what was challenging for the day and what was really exciting or interesting about the day, have an open discussion and talk about what your family stands for. And just say, look, if someone came into this household and they didn't know us and get to talk for one or two sentences and say, what does your family actually stand for? Could you actually answer that? Could you say, well, this is what we actually, we actually our values are integrity. We say what we do and do as we say. It's, it's full of love. It's full of laughter. We actually value each other equally. We have time for each other equally. Will everybody have a decision or talk? What are some things that your family values or the people you live with value? Husband and wife could be just partners. What, what, what is it? There's a book out there called 10 Things That Girls Need Most. And one of the chapters there is mainly for males or significant others in people's life or the kids. And that was a complete game changer too. I think there's about 10 questions in one chapter to see how you're relating with the kids and having girls. It was really important for me to go through that chapter. And there were some things I thought I did really well, such as listening. And I think that's a really core value. But the girls are saying at the time, saying, I don't think you listened to it. And I didn't really drop them and he's going, I thought this was the best value. I don't want to think what the... The other ones now are if that's the worst. But it got me to think about, you know, having those open discussions and having those kids, I guess, have those equal values, have their bind to actually talk about those things. I want you to think about what your values are. When you listen to this right now, what are your positive values? When you get to work, when you get to school, wherever you're going for the day, finishing your walk, when you get home over brekkie, blank piece of paper, write down, write down, Five, what are your five top values? And what are the five values that cause negative emotions, the ones that cause pain? Have a look at them and then think about, is there a way I can restructure these so I can have a positive life with some direction and therefore I have a positive life moving forward? It's a fair challenge because we always usually have our values locked in about where we have our beliefs. It usually comes from the way we were brought up, our association, who we used to hang around, even who we hang around now. It's your life. Think about those five values, positive and negative, and see if it makes a difference to you. Thank you for joining GW Unspoken.